and gentlemen, what? It says live. Okay. Top left. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday night, um, which means I have another guest coming on for you tonight. Uh, he's not here yet, but I figured, you know, I'd go ahead and start because we promised seven. So I am nothing if not slightly punctual and completely drunk. So uh, we'll keep going. Um, maybe, you know, that, maybe that gives us enough time to do all of our uh, ads before we get to it. Which one am I going to go with first? We'll do this one. Go to anonymopodcast.com to catch you all of that sweet merch. Just just catch all of it. Just all of it. Um, I still need to update the website. Update the intro, as you can tell. There's a new intro. Haven't done the website yet. I'll get to it. I promise. Or I won't. And, meh. Go to redemptiontactical.com. Use that special link at the bottom of the screen there for the video viewers, uh, audio. Um, you'll just have to find the link. But it's redemptiontactical.com. ProudLibertarian.com is who we use for all of our merch. You can actually go on the website and find it there if you want to go that way. Yeah, still easy to do. Also, uh, ghoststoves.com. That's ghost-stoves.com for all of your illegal gas stove needs. Uh, so when they come and take it, you can use your hot dog making <laughs> gas stove attachment for the bottom of your AR-72. <laughs> 3D printed by some cringe lord in his basement that you traded to him for chicken nuggets. 35 times more powerful than AK-47. It's 35 <laughs> times more powerful than an AR-15. It's 35 ARs more than a 15. Uh, go... <laughs> Ghoststubs.com. If it's a real website, uh, don't harass them. But you know, nah, do that shit. I wonder if it's a real website. I'm on it. If we need to update the website, it's part of our sponsory guest. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by. I need to do my fucking job. Have you not been doing your job? Well, you need to do your fucking job. Same as me. Uh, some of our merch looks a little bit like this. Ban exorcisms, life begins in possession. Ban assault government. Because government kills people. Assaultedly. Just with a little uh, salt bait. Probably kill you and your entire family. Uh, Libertarian Party, hashtag anarchy lube. Ban exorcism, life begins in possession. We've also got this. Uh, find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. And Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus, leading Libertarians veteran issues, leading veterans to Libertarian solutions. And that's all the every I got. I don't have any more. If you'd like to sponsor this show for some weird reason, uh, you can do that. It's a thing. We still do it. But you know, I do like that. It's it's not always the end of the world. So I guess we'll just uh, we'll just talk. You not you need you you well we'll just chit chat. Um. We got a lot of stuff coming up that's pretty cool. Uh, this week, actually, what date is that? Um, we will be doing a live, a special live coverage thing. It is super uh, cool. Um, the 30th or the 30th? No, it's the 31st. I will be debating another gentleman named Josiah Baker out of the Nashville region. Ooh. 
West Tennessee. Boo. No, Josiah's a good dude. Um, we'll be debating in Knoxville, so neutral ground. Um, the 31st of January. We'll be doing a live coverage of that too. So tune in for that. Um, if you want to see it. If you don't want to see it, tune in anyway because I'll be hosting. Susie says she'll be hosting as she comes out in half of my wardrobe. <laughs> Florida woman do not do goo in cold weather. Uh, it's it's in the lamp in our room. You'll see what I mean. I literally wedged it in the lamp. Like literally like the spokes of the lamp just <clears throat> wedge that sucker in there. But yeah, so um he's not appeared yet, but we'll talk about him if he appears. Uh my guest tonight is TC from uh Minnesota Black Robe Regiment. So we'll talk to him a little bit about his show, how it got started. Um and go from there. Stephen Riddle apparently has had an unfortunate demise and is now a ghost. So after <laughs> the chat for Steve. Um, he's saying boo, which only I assume means that he's a ghost. So F uh, for Steve. For his unfortunate demise. Susie says uh, F. F's. Multiple F's. That's exactly what her comment says. It's, it's like a plane trying to take off. Anyways. Um, yeah, so his show, we'll find out how it started, how it's going, and uh, where you can find him at. We're going to try and have a little bit of an intellectual discussion tonight. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Susie goes on a beer run. While Susie goes on a beer run. Uh, so, I mean, eh, I don't think there'll be much of an intellectual discussion from my end anyways. TC's a really, really smart guy. He's had a lot of great guests, uh, guests, uh, guests on. Yes, this is just, he's had the Geist. It's German for he's had guests on his show. If you don't believe me, uh, just watch any angry. Okay, okay, guess. I haven't had you on my show. Oh, uh, oh, uh, don't prove your game. <laughs> but anyways. Yep, so he'll be coming on here in a few. Um, there's been uh, a lot of interesting news, uh, such as they're starting to finally realize that COVID vaccines uh, were not all they claimed they were. Not even half. So I actually did save a photo I meant to upload for tonight. Uh, make sure I send the right one to my computer here. It is a article from The Conversation, which talks about uh, their like resentment towards people not telling them enough that bad things were going to happen from getting COVID vaccines. I mean, we all tried to tell y'all, but you know, you just had to do your own thing. I've actually got that right here. Watch how they quickly turn on us for having said something and then getting mad at those who didn't say anything. So it.
our blood is now on their hands. The fucking hypocrisy. I mean, the absolute gall of these people to sit there and say they were the people that cared about the community and did the right thing. And then talk about how these vaccines were bad for people. Maybe you weren't doing the right thing. Maybe you were just blindly following someone else and now you got repercussions for it. Sucks to be the last man at the train. But, you know, uh, the world's not ending. They just want us to, you know, understand that we are the reason they are dying. It's because we didn't say enough. When in reality, those of us who did say something got hard strikes on YouTube or got banned off social media or got ostracized by family for saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. And then now they're mad that some people were too afraid to say anything. It is your fault that some people didn't say anything because they were too afraid of losing their job, losing their friends, losing their family because they were like, you know, everybody's kind of agreeing on this. It's probably a bad thing. Mm. But, you know, I don't know what you mean to tell you. It, it comes down to a personal decision. You made a shitty decision based on what the fear box in your living room told you. The fear porn got you too hard to go and get that vaccine. And it's your fault now. You know whose fault it is? It's probably not his fault. But we're going to blame him for it. Uh, as I promised, Mr. TC from the Minnesota Black Robe Regiment. Uh, here he is. Hello. Hello, sir. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. It's always good to have a new guest. Yeah. Well, you say that before we get started talking, so. It can't be worse than what I was doing on my own. I don't want to know. I heard I heard that <laughs> I I heard that Sue's I, <laughs> I heard that Sue's got sent off on a beer run. She did. She got sent off on a beer run. Um, How far is the run for the beer? It's literally just down the road. She made it back safely yet? No, uh, she just left. No. Oh. The, the hardest part is getting that, that old diesel to start up in the cold. She, oh. Actually, the worst part is for her going out into the cold. Yeah, I can I can only imagine that you're, you're in Tennessee. It must just be brutal. Well, when you're coming from Southwest Florida, where it's like 60, 70 at the lowest, usually, except for this year, they had a really cold snap this year, but uh, usually like it's like 60 or 70 for them and it's cold, 20 something degree weather is not doing well for her. Oh, what, what's, what are you, what are you tipping back there? Uh, that is twisted tea. No wonder you sent her out for beer. So I actually do like Twisted Tea, and you want to know what it was that got me started drinking them? Florida woman? No, it was that video of that black guy in the gas station where he smacked that motherfucker upside the head with that can of tea. It was the scrawny white dude who was... Oh, gosh, that's, uh, been, that's been, a, yeah, that's been a while. Yeah, and uh, I was at like a, a race event. Uh, we was at the uh, local drag strip up here at the Bristol Motor Speedway. And a buddy of mine was like, hey, y'all come out, work on the truck, and uh, I'll give you beer. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do, let's go do that. Like, there's free beer, and I get to work on shit that ain't mine. Hell yeah. So I go up there. So you, so you got out. free beer, so you were drinking while you're working on other people's equipment. That's always a good mix. <laughs> yes. 
So, so you're going to yeah. be a great fit for chair of the Libertarian Party in Tennessee. Oh yeah, like meetings, sober no more. We're all drinking. Oh, I'm I'm sitting in here in my studio, which is an addition to my hundred plus year old house with uh with heat, and I still need need the stocking cap, not just because it the beanie, just because it goes with my show now. But because I actually need it, that is funny though. How like your show becomes emerge to me. The, well, yeah, kind of. But it also becomes like the lazy part of you throughout the day. Like I assume you normally wear a beanie, correct, throughout your day? No, actually, I don't. Really, I don't. No. So the story behind this is I have some uh, friends. So if anybody's interested. I have my own coffee, so you have your own brand of coffee. I I do indeed, yeah. Wow. But uh, so I so the story goes that there's a, a uh, another podcast, and if you never listened to it, you really should. It's called uh, Unsafe Space. Uh, it was ho- it's it was hosted by my friends Carter Laren and uh, Carrie Smith, and they've now subsequently gone their separate ways. But I met a whole group of knitters, dissident knitters who went through the great knitting wars of like 2018 or something where knitting went woke and, um, Oh, Hey, my, my, my gal pal Sue is watching. She's up from my neck of the woods. She, even so, further North. Before we get too deep into this, uh, if you don't mind, explain to people what the black robe regiment is, what your show's about. And kind oh, of they what might you tune out. That end. They might, they might tune out. I might scare them away. So, Nah, I'm not a judge and I'm and I'm I'm not a judge and I'm not a Jesuit. Those are the two things that everybody automatically jump jump to. Are you a judge or a Jesuit? I'm just a judgmental Jesuit. No, I'm, um, <laughs> or I'm judgmental of Jesuits. One of the two. Hi, Sue. Um, no. So back before the uh, the outbreak of the american war for independence ladies and gentlemen it was not a revolution uh, massive difference between a war for independence and a revolution um back before the war of uh, the great war for independence here in the, in the colonies the the people that actually sparked that were uh foundationally and fundamentally uh christians who um came from uh, within Christianity, what is is known as Reformed theology. So, like, if you ever know a, a person who's like Presbyterian or Lutheran, or marginally somewhat the Methodist flavor of Christianity, and then uh, like Calvinistic Baptist, uh, those people, those the pastors in particular, were preaching against the tyranny of King George and had been pleading with Great Britain for years to you know loosen the loosen the reins of control over the over the colonies and those people influenced you know the universities that that princeton and harvard originally started out as reformed uh universities christian reformed universities and so they have their roots there and that then bled into influencing leaders such as Washington and, and even Jefferson, who was a de- who was a deist, but and, and others. But as the war broke out, it was 
these the pastors who were preaching to their congregations saying like now is now is a time for fight to fight and in fact um my my coffee is named after a guy named uh muhlenberg who was a lutheran pastor and his last sermon that he preached in his his church he ended with a quote from the book of ecclesiastes and he said there you know there's a time for peace and there's a time for such and such and he he ended with and now that is a time for war and he stepped out from behind his pulpit because back then pastors still preached in pulpits and and they they actually wore robes you know pretty much every denomination now they wear skinny jeans glasses color their hair blue put it back in a man bun and uh invite you to a pizza party and uh so he stepped out, dropped his black robe, and underneath it was the uniform of a commissioned colonial uh, infantry officer. And he walked out, and within 30 minutes, over 100 men from the ages, I think it was 13 or 14 up, followed him and enlisted into the colonial army. And everywhere, and, and they didn't they didn't get lumped together into the colonial army, but the the Christian influence in the colonial army made them pretty much uh, unstoppable. And they fought with ethics and integrity, which is something that the British claimed they had. But, you know, they found out very soon that the British had no ethics or integrity when it came to fighting that war. And the to the point where British commanders hated when they were their troops were coming up against troops led by um, commissioned officers who had been pastors or were, you know, strong Christians. And, and even the men who, who were fighting were, were dog dogged in their determination to win. And they began to refer to them as that, uh, the, the black robed regiment. And so did King George. And in fact, King George even, even got mad at times and said, I'm tired of this damned Presbyterian war. Because he actually saw it as not just a war for independence, but he did see it as a rebellion. But he also saw it very much as a uh, revolt against uh, the Anglican Church, because he considered himself the the head of the Anglican Church, and and that that's and I I come from a very strong Christian background. It doesn't always show in everything I say or do, but. Uh, I do come from that, and which is why, you know, even when I'm having a disagreement with someone, I do try to treat them, even if I'm very pointed or or firm, or call somebody, you know, a smug punk, which I did this weekend in an interaction with someone. Uh, I'm not doing it from a place of hatred for them. There, I hate ideologies. I don't hate people, and. Um, and I don't think we get anywhere if we treat people like we hate them. We we have to, you know, we're all we've all been wrong on something in the past, and it we've all had to been be educated. Well, maybe maybe not you, Bootleg. I'm sure you probably never need to be educated on anything. No, that's incorrect. I've just never been educated. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, I, so my favorite thing, and I know you're gonna cringe when I say this, but my my favorite, one of my favorite histories, uh, points in history is the American Revolutionary War or the time leading up to it. Um, we'll because get you, the we'll get you changed. Yeah, well, the, the simple reason is because you took average Americans or average colonials and said, "Hey, 
we're going to go fight the world's largest government and Navy. And uh, good luck with it. Figure it out. And we'll take a bunch of farmers, give them guns. They'll kidnap people out of bars, give them guns. I mean, it was just any and everybody they could find. And they managed to pull it off. It was like the world's greatest fucking hat trick. They're like, eh, we'll take a bunch of nobodies and we'll beat all these seasoned veterans. Well, it... Yeah, there were nobodies, but there were also very um, formerly incredibly loyal um, British subjects. Washington was a, a renowned British officer, and uh, he also had some some pushback because of some things like Fort Wilderness and, and whatnot, where things didn't really go all that well as far as how people were treated but that was the british that was the british uh modus operandi uh for war they they did not they didn't care about prisoners of war <laughs> and uh the reason i make such a uh, an emphasis on the difference between it being a revolution versus a war for independence is when you look and and one of the things i hate is the absolute comparison between oh the american revolutionary war sparked the french revolution and it it didn't they had absolutely nothing in common uh the the french philosophers that led up to the the french revolution how do i want to say this kind of gave a, gave a nod to men like uh oh boy who's who's a, and like maybe Adam Smith or uh John Locke but they were not Lockean in their philosophy at all they they talked about liberty but really what they were talking about was uh freedom from royalty but they quickly established uh, a very very strong hierarchy and they were actually really in the, in the grand scheme of things kind of early marxist in in their in their ideology so it was a it was a power struggle for who's going to control the nation as opposed to a struggle for independence to control their own, uh, one's own nation and because the french had a second revolution not shortly after that first one because of that change in power structure so it went from a royal family to basically a group of friends who just decided anyone that didn't like was going to get guillotined uh to make an example out of anybody who wanted to stand against them or people they didn't like or you know uh people that fell out of religious practice that kind of shit and eventually well, they, the french were like yeah, let's change this up again right well they even started their own religion uh, like literally they 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 so thoroughly destroyed you know in the, in the case of france roman catholicism they so thoroughly destroyed roman catholicism they were executing uh, Catholic priests as well that they had to come up with worship of of the sun basically and and that was you know they they took out Robespierre I mean the guy who was everybody quotes as being instrumental in the start of the French Revolution they executed him because he wasn't radical enough so I mean I mean if you look at it, it that's that's one thing I like to point to especially like as one of the, the three key components of extremism in politics, right? Why it's bad. If you look um, at like radicals in either the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, 
you see the same thing. Like there's like, oh yeah, we're the most new radical thing. And then eventually they get ousted by someone more radical than them. And they're called, you know, not woke enough or they're not trying hard enough to play these intersectional games or with Republicans. You're like, oh, you're, you're not free enough. You're not pro freedom enough. You're not pro, you know, putting boots on the ground in Ukraine enough, blah, 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 whatever kind of dumb shit as they say this week. But radicals never stay the most radical for long. There's always someone willing to go further. And that's the problem because eventually you get ousted, a part of the system you help build. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, and and people people don't like feeling like they're on the outside. You know, they, they just don't. And in so that that tempers a lot of things and sometimes it tempers things in a good way and other times it, it it's it's not good at all and excuse me so what we what we really have to focus on is not not being radical and not being moderate but being properly aggressive in the pursuit especially in our day, day and age today of of preserving the liberties that are are naturally righted to us and that has a very uh, radical flavor to a lot of people and it it's because we've been conditioned to be compliant it just absolutely conditioned to be compliant so home home educate your children people i think i don't think sorry, sorry Susie. i know you're a teacher so <laughs> She was a teacher. She's going back to being a chemical engineer now. She's a badass now. Woohoo! Um, well, she's always a badass, but she's more so now. She's evolved badassness. She's but, evolved um, her badassness. Correct. It's like a Pokemon. You just you bring your badassness around with you, and you train it, and you fight other people's badassness until oh, eventually it's like looks like child abuse, like a child fighting me. It's great. Um, <laughs> yes, Susie, I have my I, I have my own coffee. I have for quite a while, yeah, actually. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. His his badassness uh, surpasses mine. He's got his own. Is he selling? He, I assume he's selling it. Are you selling it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Says, I'll yeah. buy some. She'll buy some. You, you know how to She'll get a hold some. of me, Suze. <laughs> Unrelated. Suze? I need to borrow twenty bucks. Suze. Sue has tried it. She knows how good it is. You tried this coffee? No, Sue. Oh, who's Sue. Watching. Oh, not Sue. Yeah, who's yeah. who's watching? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the the lady. This the Sue. And that's Sue. But yeah. So I don't think that radicalism is necessarily always a problem. The problem is when you use that radicalism, like that motivation to be that radical, to force it on other people. I'm radically about the Second Amendment, but you will never ever hear me say that I think we should force guns on other people. Like, but, but I don't. Reason. I don't think. I don't think you can. I don't. I don't think being for the Second Amendment and committed to the Second Amendment is is radical at all. That's not radical. If it were radical, that um, wouldn't be. It wouldn't be in the Constitution. It wouldn't be in the Bill of Rights. It, it's the. I think it's absolutely. Re, the, the reverse of radical. I think it's normative to be constitutionally minded, to be a constitutional originalist, um, to be uh, for the Republic and be uh, 
uh, for lack of better terminology, uh, com- completely dedicated to the preservation of the Second Amendment. And when we when we run with a term like radical, um, it really kind of goes into playing their game because they like they like and, and radical is, you know, it, well, outside of like the, the 80s when he was like totally rad, dude, that's so radical. Uh, which I never, it's like, like down South, y'all like to say, man, that's bad. What? Okay. So it's good. Yeah. It's bad. So it's bad. No, it's good. So I don't know how that works for you Southerners. So. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different slang for it. I've never heard anyone around me say, man, that's bad. Oh, that the, they'll say like, that's a bad truck or a badass truck, something like that, but it's just badass instead of just See, bad. That, but, I, I'd be over here going, "Oh, you need a tow truck." But I don't. <laughs> so, so the point that I was making though is like, so radical is a perspective. I mean, it like so to one person, I might be radical. Someone who watches CNN and thinks an AR-15 is the same weight and caliber as a fucking Abrams tank, they'll think I'm radical for saying people should be able to own an A-10 Warthog. So, I mean, radical is a perspective thing. The problem is, is that we haven't learned as a nation to respect other people's beliefs as radicals. So you can be radically for the environment, but don't expect everyone else's outrage to be the same as yours. And the problem is, is people want to force their their beliefs on others. So you can't just be individual anymore. You have to be a part of that collective, which is fucking outlandish. Right. It's a, and that's actually got a terminology in sociology in, in, in social sciences, which is referred to as forced teaming. And it's, it's, it's true. I mean, you, you look at the, the battle now between the gay and the lesbian alliance um, and the LGBTQ community that's out there or the way the LGBTQ community is like making war on gays against groomers going so far as to telling them you're not even gay, bro. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that's that force teaming you must if you are if you to use their language if you identify as this then you must also identify with everybody else who also identifies with that and therefore if you don't then you're not radical enough which is you know that forced teaming which is somebody looks you know somebody looks at me and they they hear that i'm more lean more towards paleo conservatism or even paleo libertarianism and they go oh you must be far right what what or the big one and i you know i sent you the two those two videos here in the last couple of days uh oh i suppose you must be back the blue and i'm like no (laughs) no (laughs) no and and that's that's been a a sea change for me and because if you look around the vast majority of people within the, the conservative mentality or on on the right side of the spectrum if you will uh, which encompasses even a lot of people within the libertarian movement. Uh, they, a lot of them are like, Oh man, look at those heroes, you know, or look at these, look at these people. And the minute you come out and say something other than that, the the left doesn't know what to do with you. And the right thinks you're on the left. Yeah. Cause I've, I've been one big proponent of saying like, look, you know, if a cop does something bad, we should all oust that person 100% and say, look, you are shitty at your job and you're going to get someone killed. Or if they did get someone killed, it, they should be held responsible for it. 
Also, on the flip side, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like, you know, a cop doing a good thing isn't a good thing. Like, I've seen cops who will pull over and help someone change a flat tire because they can't do it. That's not a bad thing for doing that. But it's one of those things where you got to learn to pick and choose your battles because everyone's wanting to just say 100% of all cops are bad people. I've made the argument many times that there's a lot of soldiers who enlist for the wrong reasons. They'll enlist because they just want the ability to just fucking kill someone. That's a bad reason. It's good for the government. It's bad for us as people. Um, But then there's also a lot of people who enlist for good, noble reasons, and they get tied in with all these shitty people who just enjoy fucking killing people in the Middle East. So it's finding that balance. A lot of people don't know how to do that. Like like what we talked about, like, you know, a lot of people see it as either you're, oh, you're back to blue or you're anti-cop or whatever. It's that balance just doesn't exist in a lot of people's minds. I guess we're so acclimated to one versus the other that those of us who fall outside of those two parameters get stuck um yeah i i'm i see i see your point when it when it comes to that i'm i i've emphasized over and over and over again i'm you know i'm not one of those acab guys i i'm not i'm not that way i but i also define um Cop, good cop far differently than the average person does, which probably makes me, dare I say, radical. Um, but I, I definitely define good cop in a far different way. And it's 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 very interesting to watch, you know, Sue and Sarah and oh and, and Dana's here too. The 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 trifecta of my fans. Um, maybe they're your fans already too. I don't know. Maybe they watch you guys all the time and I'm just the one that gets the leftovers. I don't, I don't know how that works. Um, I don't think I've seen any of them. So they're, they're definitely yours. So, so I've probably effectively lowered your, uh, watching watch count by this point. Um, We've actually gone from one to two, so it's it's pretty impressive. You have got to be uh, it's it's got to be more. It has to be more than that because three of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Math no goo. Uh, We we don't count much in the south. Like we get up to a gallon jar, and that's it. We count to one gallon. Anything but the metric system. (laughs) Anything but that fucking Tommy metric system, except when it's guns, because all like most guns use some kind of yeah millimeter or. You know, I think actually, I think grain is a metric measurement too. Is it? Grain? Yeah, grain. Like the no. measurement of density of the bullet. Oh, I'm on it. I don't know where it originated, but I, grain, so grain, grain, the the grain, um, the grain measurement of a of a a bullet uh, predates the inception of the metric system as we know it today. Oh, there you go. Equal to 0.065 grams. Yeah, See, it's, a, it's an odd measurement. It's yeah. like the only place I've ever seen it measured uh, with with grain is uh, with ammo. I think it firearms. Yeah, firearms. Was it imperial? Yeah. It was imperial. Yeah, imperial standard. Um, yeah. So that's one. What what is she? You keep you keep muting. I miss all the 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 fun background chatter from Susie. She uh she said I get to be the one that does all the like cool background research and did exactly like this like that cat meme. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I 
I don't do cat memes because cats are evil. Super serial guys. <laughs> well, all you need to know is that Al Gore invented the internet, and thanks to Susie and Al Gore, now we can have a show. So I have, I don't have a showrunner. Um, I, I'm my own showrunner, my own producer, my own scheduler. Well, that's I take that back. Dana and I uh, co-host a, a show on my on my Rumble platform called Behind the Curtain, where we talk to people about a certain uh, particular viral phenomenon that's been going on and how that viral phenomenon is treated in hospitals and how the hospitals make money off of it. But we won't mention it because I don't want to see you guys get COVID? Uh, a, a, a... I was trying I to mention it like three times the show. Have you seen? So since we're going to talk about COVID. Uh, Are we? I didn't know. I was not prepared to talk about COVID at all. So, Dana, Dana, whenever he says, I need you, if you're still watching, I need you to check everything he says against all of your research and then and then message me so I can correct him because he he doesn't like to learn. So I didn't say I didn't like to learn. I just can't. Uh, Stupidity. Um, But so I found this actually shortly before the show started, and it's called The Conversation. It's some kind of news article thing online. But basically, it blames the unvaccinated for not warning the vaccinated against potential side effects of the vaccine. That is the most asinine thing I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. They literally say... uh, Who's who's, who's running the board right now? Uh, I am. You you know there's a way that you can do picture in picture, right? Uh, correct. Oh, uh, hey, I like that better. It's not so close to me. That's that's not picture in picture, bro. No, it's not. Uh, I'm trying to do it without. Uh, if you go to the uh, far right of your screen, it... there's one where it kicks us both off, but puts the the whole thing up, and then. Two to the left of that. Nope, still not it. It's yeah, like I'm working same. with an amateur here. Susie, what'd you get me into? She don't know. Oh, that's because I have it under overlay and not background. Oh, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Well, Add images. Why are you coughing over there? Did you get the code? I box? don't know anything. I didn't say you didn't know anything. He said you didn't know anything. That's 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 a background there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what you're seeing is a educational event for for uh, bootleg. So, um, I can do I do this I do I do this uh, extra camera, and that's all I would. So I'm. Oh, so, I'm I'm to blame for not warning the jabbed people that the jab was bad for them, even though I was warning the jabbed people that the jab was bad for them, but I didn't do enough. Correct. Correct. Uh, that's exactly what the article says. And we're going to pull it up here. Uh, yeah. But Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, round of applause, bootleg got it. In, in yeah, it was, t- it was taking me a minute. I had to remember how to do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so basically they said, you're so glad you invited me on, aren't you? Dude, my guest last week, he just basically drugged me through the coals the whole week, but, or the whole show. But it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, but you you show. asked him to. I did. Uh, I'm secretly a masochist. I love the abuse. That's why I stay in the Libertarian Party. 
I'm an anarchist in the Libertarian Party. I have to be a masochist. Oh, uh oh, uh, somebody. Uh, no, Susie. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but basically, the conversation they said while well intended citizens lined up, did the right thing, and received the COVID 19 vaccinations, not known to do more. Oh, now, sorry, now known to do more harm than good. Their unvaccinated friends and family stood by and let them do it. So they were good, good intention by doing whatever their magic scary box tells them to do. But we're the bad guys for having told them not to. And then now we're the bad guys for having not said to not to. We can't win for losing. No. But they want peace. They want they want to just sweep all of this under the table, under the rug. They don't want us to talk about this anymore. We're we're on the same team again. Somehow I don't see how I'm to blame for any of this. I don't know. Um I, I get blamed for a lot, especially at work, but I don't know how this is my fault. So if anybody <laughs> who's uh if for anybody <laughs> For anybody who's watching, uh, the Commonwealth Report is a new uh, podcast that's starting up. So uh, do not go and subscribe with after a comment like that. Sue says, so because I was not even allowed to suggest the jab was bad, I was supposed to put them in a room and force them to believe me like a tyrant. Or was that supposed to be a nice tyrant? I'm confused. Uh, no, you were supposed to not wear a mask and make sure that grandma died. That's what they exactly said. Fuck grandma. Uh, fuck grandma. <laughs> She's had her time. Old bitch. Um, I don't know whose grandma it is, but it ain't my grandma. But, uh, yeah, it's fuck some my grandma. All the minor dead, so I mean, if you're into that. Yeah, but they're not still warm. Oh. Comment. Commonwealth, I, Commonwealth, I love you. You know that. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that's, yep, and that's true. So that not even a that's she, oh, Dana. Yeah, Dana has Dana has been run through the ringer down there. She lost her mom to protocols in the hospital. Um, has continuously been fighting the fight down in Orlando and um, just the hate that she gets. It's just, I don't, it's, you guys should, if you're interested in hearing her story and hearing what we're doing, you should, you should head over to to my rumble uh, channel because we do all of the behind the curtain stuff over there just because it's so detailed, the things that we talk about that it literally just flags everything if I try to put it up on YouTube, like I had two, I've had two strikes in the last six months that were directly related to interviewing and talking about that particular uh, scenario. So if I seem reticent to mention it on other people's channels, it's because I don't want to be to blame for you uh, losing your monetization or whatever. It's adorable. You think we're monetized. There's hey. no way this channel will ever be monetized. There's no privately way. Funded. Privately funded is what it's going to have to be. There's none of that postal, uh, that social program, Google shit. We have to be 100% privately funded. They I never, hey, I don't. Until we get robbed. Don't. <laughs> we get robbed. Oh. 
don't don't assume you won't because i i launched my show on the morning of april 25th it was a saturday april 25th of 2020 after years of warning people that tyranny was coming and i mean it was already here but it warning them that it was going to start taking on an ugly face that they had never seen before and that they weren't prepared for and I started warning them in January of 2020. I'm like, it's going to get ugly, folks. It's it's going to get real ugly. And they're like, shut up. And I'm like, no, this this virus is going to be is going to be their catalyst. And they're like, whatever. And then beginning of March, they're like, wow, they're really talking about this new virus. And I'm over here going, when are you guys going to learn to listen to me? And and at the time, I was a a, a deputy in local sheriff's office. Olmstead County in Minnesota, third largest metro area in the state. And I had been warning people for years that things were coming. And then by the time March rolled around, they were like, some of the some of my fellow deputies on my platoon and others were really starting to look at me and going, tell us more. And so I started to lay out exactly what was going to happen. I was predicting the, the stay-at-home orders and the lockdowns. I predicted the mask mandates. I predicted uh, mandatory vaccines. And, and they were like, how did you know all of this stuff? One person's like, are you an insider? And I'm like, no, I pay attention to more than football, basketball, and hockey. And no, go ahead. I see you're going to say something. So I think people should take advice from you and not from me because no shit. I did an episode on troop movements on the Russian Ukrainian border. And I said, what dumb son of a bitch would invade Ukraine after showing their position for weeks on end? We've known they're there. There's no way Russia's going to invade. That's stupid. What kind of moron would do that? I have to admit, I was right about that when Spike Cohen was wrong. And I had to start my next episode with, boy, did I fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I told people it was coming, and... But here's what I said about it, though, too, when I was talking to people. The reason why Russia put their troops on the border the way they did was because they were warning they were warning Ukraine, we're coming in. Now's your opportunity to give up the territory. People people do not under uh, there's not there's no two good sides in this situation or one bad side and one good side. They're both bad. I mean, Russia's bad. Ukraine's worse. But. If if Russia really was looking at total dominance and just didn't give a damn and want to just kick the crap out of the Ukraine, they would have. They absolutely could have. They there there was absolutely nothing stopping them from doing it. They showed great restraint, and and oftentimes to the detriment of their own troops. Uh, I don't know how much longer that's going to last, especially now that we're, you know, giving them Abrams. But. Yeah, so I'd, I'd been warning people about the COVID stuff for, for months. And so I decided, you know, after making all these predictions, if you will, um, I, that we were going to, that I was going to start my channel and I was going to go out. And my, the very first, I think the first 15 to 25 videos on my channel, besides the introductory video that I put up that morning before I left, I believe it was, it, I think it was all man on the street interviews with people at protest in Minnesota. And uh, it just took off from there. I think. Yeah. I, the whole COVID thing from the jump, I was looking at it from the lens of this looks suspect as fuck. 
Like I was either I was in the mindset of either it's going to stay in China and we're not going to worry about it, or B, it's going to come to the U.S. and it ain't going to be shit because the Chinese will always hype up, or the U.S. media will always hype up stuff that's going on in China. Like, oh, look at this. They're all dying. And then it gets here, and then they continue the bullshit of everyone's fucking dying. And I was like, this is this is absolute horseshit. Like, if this was real, like, uh, World of the Wars, like, you know, alien invasion, zombie pandemic, some kind of crazy dumb shit, people would respond a lot different. They wouldn't be, like, tweeting from their phones about it. They would be, like, out fucking panicking, hiding, and disappearing. Like, this is, I was, yeah. Well, I guess things were bad in China, but I think that's because they wanted them to be bad. They, they didn't allow for, you know, anybody to, to take any real health measures. Um, I don't, you know, I, without getting into the whole, you know, WEF and, and all of the, the other like shadow movements and whatnot, I think we can really have a legitimate conversation about why do we have the, why why do we have the measures in place for a a federal state or even the state state or a municipal state or a county state and i use the word state very specifically because i don't like using the term government we're supposed to be the government and uh and, and even an anarchist can recognize that that we are we are supposed to be the uh, the government you know true true anar- true anarchy is not a lack of government true anarchy is self governance and the oh you know what who susie are you still messaging me <laughs> she's mess she you can't susie i'm i'm easily distracted when people send me messages um the the biggest the the biggest thing is is that we've allowed the these different levels of the state to do so many things in the name of of safety and security protectionism and and that's what i was really talking about was this whole protectionism thing that was going on and i've been talking about it for years and that provided an opportunity that it whether you want to believe it was planned whether you want to believe that it was manufactured in a lab or it happened naturally and then it was you know kind of fostered into becoming a big thing uh, it, to me, I don't care what your perspective on it is. I really don't. They latched onto it and used it for their for their benefit in our detriment. And it, right, what Dana just said, fear drives compliance. They hyped up the fear porn, and they brought brought that in to exact control. And when I started to speak out. I was having an impact on fellow deputies and, and I worked on the detention and the law enforcement world in the sheriff's office. So I wasn't out a beat. I wasn't a, you know, a beat cop. I wasn't patrolling the roads, but I was still in that capacity as a deputy within the sheriff's office. And I said, I'm going to, I have to speak out. And, and I know you're going to relate to this. I swore an oath when I was in the army, you know, and you know, my last duty assignment was 82nd airborne division. When I was in the military, I swore an oath. And I, for every day, every day that I was on active duty, I took that oath seriously. And I took that oath seriously when I separated. I took my oath so seriously, I tried the National Guard and had to get out. 
that's how seriously I took my oath. It was, I'm like, I can't do this. Um, but it, no offense to my National Guard friends, but it was just, it was a culture shock for, for old TC when he left active duty with 82nd Airborne and ended up in a mech infantry unit. I'll tell you that. Um, Everybody's wearing sweatpants and t-shirts. <laughs> they wouldn't let me have a weapon. <laughs> That's fair, though. The National Guard, a lot of those guys shouldn't have weapons. No, the National Guard wouldn't let me have a weapon. <laughs> that's that's how they treated me. We we went to a range for qualification, annual qualification, and I went to go draw a weapon because I was ready to go. I wanted to go fire my M16, and they're like, you don't need that. And I'm like, why? Well, your MOS is communications. And I'm like, hey, Sarge, what is it? What's up, specialist? I said, I have more time in a harness than you have in a brown t-shirt. What's that supposed to mean? I'm like, literally, I've spent more time hanging out the side of an airplane than you've spent in uniform, period. What's that got to do with anything? I said, why can't I shoot? Well, you don't know anything about infantry tactics. (sighs) The army in a nutshell. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but I, I took my oath really seriously. And, and then I swore that same oath when I, when I joined the sheriff's office. And then I took that oath again under another sheriff and then under another sheriff. So I took that oath not just in the, in the military, but I took that oath as a, as a deputy. And I'm looking around watching that oath that I swore get tread on. Like getting pissed on by people who were supposed to be honoring it, who were supposed to be defending the Constitution, protecting our our liberties. And and so I started to stand up for people in my private time, off the clock, away from work, never talking about the work I did to the point where I, I was interviewing people in Minnesota whose businesses were getting shut down before the media even touched them. And in one case, a local business owner here in Minnesota, about an hour away from me in a little town that I was familiar with, uh, I, but I had no idea who she was, uh, made an announcement that she was going to defy the second round of shutdowns. And so I, I drove all the way over in a horrible, uh, in a horrible ice storm in December to just surveil her business, check it out, went in, ordered food when we weren't supposed to be in there eating. And I sat there and I ate. And I watched how she was doing business, talked to a few people who came in and introduced myself, said, I'd like to interview you sometime. She had her kids check me out and they said, oh, wow, mom, he looks legit. You should probably go on with him. Interviewed her and it was all downhill from there because I started to go to bat for her very vocally. And she ended up facing criminal charges, criminal, criminal charges from the city she lived in. The city attorney of Albert Lee charged her with nine different criminal counts. And I blasted this woman publicly and the chief of police who sent in a undercover, not under the state sent in undercover agents, the city sent in undercover cops and a confidential informant, a confidential reliable informant. Think about that. If you know anything about law enforcement, a confidential informant is almost always, without exception, a criminal who's facing serious charges, who's agreeing to do dirty work for the cops 
to get a lessening in their charges. And this, this, this chief of police sent him in and I called and said, Hey chief, uh, I, I've been made aware that you sent in a confidential reform informant uh, to videotape and take pictures or shoot video and pictures of everyone at this peace, peace, a protest, a protest as this woman held in her business. And I'd like to have you give me some clarification before I release a video talking about it. And uh, I didn't promise, hey, if you, if you, and I said, and I think it'd be good for you to retract your decision to do that. Never contacted me, right? And, and instead of, instead of doing the right thing and calling me and giving me an opportunity as a member of the independent media, he and the city attorney of Albert Lee called the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension and the FBI to turn me in. And then filed formal complaints against me with the sheriff's office and they put me under internal investigation and uh, trumped up a bunch of crap. Just, just, just stupid. I mean, I have a massive stack of stuff here somewhere over, it's over 60 pages uh, or 45 pages front and back of, of the stuff that they trumped up on me. Uh, but no one ever charged me with a crime and but to get rid of me because I spoke out. That's why it's gaslighting, though, at the highest order to sit there and say that people weren't speaking out against this stuff because we were. We were just being silenced or we were being threatened or whatever it may be. People were saying stuff, but nobody wanted to listen. And then there was people like you Touché. who were attacked by other professionals. I mean, get that you were being attacked by people you would consider to be other professionals in your career, like colleagues for example and they're attacking you for no more than sitting here saying that we're supposed to uphold the constitution and not just infringe on people's rights and they shut you down for it and that's how far off the beaten path we've gotten in this nation where it's you know who who controls the powers who controls the narrative and that's that's the sad truth of it like whoever comes out with the best narrative first wins um i want to I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but I think I I love that quote, by the way, uh, from Commonwealth. Uh, I want to go back to uh, the lunatic libertarians comment. Where he says, always asked to settle out of court. I assume he's he's meaning, you know, on criminal charges or I don't know. Is lunatic libertarian. Can I did I misgender lunatic libertarian? Did That's I said name. him? Ish. Okay. Ish. Ish. Oh. Um, one of the, if I'm, if I'm wound up, I ha I've had a rough week and, uh, this is my second show today. I had an uh, un unplanned one this morning. Uh, so oh. Oh. you guys were first on my mind though, because you, 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 we've been working on this for a while. So all, all my love. So, yeah. uh, um, nice recovery. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to go back to what Lunatic said about always said a lot of court. If, if Lunatic's talking about criminal charges, I say no, never said a lot of court. You here's what here's what they here's what the state does to people today. Here's absolutely what they do. If they have you on something small. And uh, I'm a male man. You're a mailman? I think you spelled mail wrong. 
Um, if, <laughs> if, if, if <laughs> Samantha and I had the, Susie and I had the same thought at the same time. Oh, that's awesome. Um, if, if they think they have you on something small and they're going to charge you, they're going to charge you with a lot of stuff. They're going to throw everything they can under the sun to put pressure on you to take the plea deal. And here's why the justice system wants you in the system. Once they have you in the system, they have you by the short hairs and they will keep you there and they will keep you under control forever. And as broken as the justice system is, whether it's a small charge to a large charge to made up crap, like throwing people in prison for marijuana, which is, you know, and, and, and personal use of, of any type of controlled substance. They want, to, they want to batter you and beat you down to, to the point where you're so afraid of going to prison, you're so afraid of doing time, that you'll take the deal. If, you, if everybody who got charged with a crime of any kind, or a traffic infraction of any kind, if everybody started saying, no, I'm going to take this to court, do you know how quickly the ju- judicial system would shut down? Um, it, oh, okay. So yeah, it it would shut down quick. It would absolutely shut down quick, but so many people take those plea deals and, and, and that's the thing you don't really avoid. You don't avoid any time when you take a plea deal because they put you on probation. They keep you on probation. They, they put impossible restrictions on you. Like you, who you can hang out with, where you can go, whether or not you can use the internet, you know, what kind of job you have to have, how many hours a week you can work, when you have to be home. And sooner or later, you're going to let your guard down. You're going to foul up. And your probation officer, their one goal is not to work with you. Their goal is to trap you. And once they trap you, they got you for more time. And they'll probably get you on another crime. And the, and it's a never-ending cycle. That's why the system is broken as, as it is. But thank you for clarifying, l- lunatic. So... Uh, yeah. And that's, and, and so, yeah, I pushed against it and, uh, they, they just absolutely, they hated that I was speaking out. They just absolutely hated it. And like even ordering me to take content down before they started the formal disciplinary process or as they started the formal disciplinary process and saying so much as in the write-up saying, if you have any questions about any of your content going forward before you publish it, you should seek guidance from the chief deputy or from the sheriff, basically. In other words, get you need to get approval no, not, uh, to have the First Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and if you know if you know, know anything about me at all, like some of the fan some of my, my fans that have come over to watch, um they, I'm a, I'm a, you, once you, once you push me in a corner, I don't like go, okay, okay. I come out swinging. Uh, and they, they weren't ready because I, like, I called up my union attorney who did a phenomenal job representing me. Uh, I, I said, okay, I'm looking at this, 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 and this, and this, and all of these court decisions that have come out that have the Supreme Court of state the supreme courts of several states and the supreme court of the united states have said 
this particular thing protects public sector employees from infringement upon their activities that are non-criminal as it pertains to political speech or matters of public interest. And I had it all. He goes, you know more about this than I do. I'm like, yeah. So as far as, so I kind of want to change gears a little bit. I had an idea. I want to, I want to kind of nope. dive into something mm-hmm. else too. Um, so it's it'll be show now. relevant. <laughs> I, I am captain now. <laughs> I am, I am, I am the, the host. Now. I am the host now. Uh, but so with, uh, we're going to tie this into some kind of relevant news, which is, uh, the, uh, are you saying my personal story is not relevant? Bootleg. Well, I'm talking about an. Well, no, fuck you. That's why. No, <laughs> I'm not your grandma. I'm not, not my grandma. Susie's apparently dead. Grandma's. Hey. Wow. You offered him up. No, I did not. You said heartless, bro. Well, both of mine are dead. You unless you're irrelevant that. news. She's hiding now. She's become a tree. Um. Lunatic, I I am sorry that you've been victimized by a system. Nobody, no American citizen should ever have to even say I am a felon. First of all, you're not a felon. You are an individual, regardless of the crime that you were convicted of. And now that you've done your time, you've served your commitment, whatever it was the conviction was for, whether it was just or not, you're no longer a felon. You're not an ex-con. You are a human being. And you need to stop referring to yourself as a felon. I hate that. Human is a stretch. I'm being nice, bootleg. You should, you could, you could learn a thing or two. Okay. Anyway, so let's show anymore. Remember. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, so one thing I did want to talk about. Speaking of the First Amendment and being silenced and all these things. So apparently, there's a massive smorgasbord of like loot boxes all across the country called classified documents, Um, and. (laughs) So between Trump's estates and Joe Biden, oh, there's some there's classified documents in that beer box. Yeah. Fuck, we got the special box with the classified Go documents. Let's go and take it. Anyways, um, so it, it's funny how quickly things turned from Trump bad man classified documents to, oh, both old men bad men with classified documents to, Joe Biden's probably not going to get a chance to run again. But one thing I did want to focus on orchestrated, is, by the way. Oh, yeah, 100%. The Democrats are running his ass out of town, he just doesn't remember where he left him. He's like, Oh, maybe I did. Oh. Um, but so the existence of classified information that the United States government has that prevents people from knowing the full truth about things. What's your opinion on that? You think national security outweighs the existence of freedom of speech for documentation, or what? I think that there are certain things. Um, and I say, I say it's because it's very, very much, there's an edge that I, and it's a hard edge. Certain things like troop locations, troop movements, if we really are going to have a standing military as far in, 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 in like nuclear codes, which, I wish we could just do away with, you know, nuclear weapons altogether. But certain things, I think, yes, they should be classified uh, and and held on to tightly. The problem is, is we classify the crap out of everything now. And I mean, it's just it's everything. 
because we don't want the public to see it. And when I say we, I'm talking about the regime. So the regime classifies all of this crap left and right. And it probably is really just pertains to the vice president or the president or something that they want to have and they don't want anybody else to see. Um, and it just, it just got to end. It's, it's, it's got to, why is Epstein's black book classified? Because there's too many politicians in the book. That's why. So, right. Exactly. And so that, that to me is an absolute, um, infringement upon the first amendment because it's the, the press isn't allowed to cover it. The, you know, independent journalists and media outlets are not allowed to cover it. And in it, we should be, we should be talking about these things. It would bring, it would bring the regime down. Uh, absolutely bring the regime down, which would be great for all of us. Yeah. I mean, the book should absolutely be released. Um, and so we can know who the names are. Like, even if the government's not going to do something, there's always that one crazy guy that will just take care of the whole problem for us. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. There's a guy out there. You know, he's in a California prison. I've talked about him a lot on the show. He's made a small fortune in prison by killing pedophiles. I mean, it's it'd be like that. But I, I don't think you can classify some things as what the government can classify as classified and prevent the government for the public from seeing versus other things, because then we get the system we have now where they have different tiers of classification where like even so a lot of people don't know this, like the manufacturer who makes the paint that goes into the white house is considered classified knowledge. The people oh, yeah. who, who are the contractors who make the paint for the white house is considered classified knowledge. Why? What is DuPont doing that they need a classification status to make paint for the fucking White House? What are they going to do? Smuggling paint bombs? I, I, what are they going to do? I, like would, come in with like I would love to have a paint, paint bomb. bomb. Yeah, I would love to have a paint bomb for the paint paintball field, but, you know, different. The Russians will send in... Uh, their massive, amazing army that can't destroy Ukraine and go to DuPont and take over and send bad stuff through paint to the White House. I'm looking for lunatic libertarian. Uh, I found him. He's not a real person. Can you define real? Y yes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that ended the show. <laughs> Just uh, real means like tangible, something you can touch, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Susie, rescue him. He's, we, we froze, the, we froze the, bootleg. The, uh, the walls have eyes, apparently. A walls object have eyes. I assume it's supposed to be like some kind of. Some, there's some some sort of emoji or gif or something in there. Yeah, Streamyard didn't like it. It was like, mm, no, it's a penis. The the walls penis have eyes. That's what it says. The walls penis have eyes. The walls have penises. <gasps> and on their eyes. On their eyes. Oh, they have eyes on the wall penis. So the walls have penises. Why? That have eyes. Why are we still going? <laughs>
Because TC has a fucking coffee brain and I don't, and I'm upset. Yeah, but you have, like, but you have actual like pain spot, you know, ad sponsors, ad reads that you do. So not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, you uh, all of these ad reads the are literally things. The are they not? The are you just still doing ad reads and they haven't sent you money in forever? They're literally just self promotions that I call ad reads at this point because it seems less uh self-serving to just not call it shitty self-promotion so ad reads my own merch my own merch that is our biggest and my own website so technically i am my only sponsor for this show because i you were you oh so oh yeah well yeah i guess you were doing ad reads for politicians too so i was and i also did have paid sponsors at one point in time and like all libertarians, we run out of money very quickly. So, which is ironic. It is very ironic. Uh, but if you know you want to, if you want to become a sponsor of this show, go to proudlibertarian.com slash product slash non libertarian podcast. We have t-shirts. Yes, we do have t-shirts. I I I have t-shirts too. Hey TC, where can no we find your t-shirts? You, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. She's choosing violence. Hold on, hold on. No, for real, I want one though. <laughs> she wants a T-shirt. I have these really nice hoodies. <gasps> you have hoodies? Yeah, she's excited about hoodies. The Griff rolls on. <laughs> rolls on. <laughs> Jokes on you people, you've just tuned into it like a HSN special where we just pawn our own shit off on you. <laughs> HSN does it too. QVC, HSN, same thing, different flavors. Queer, That's... very expensive clothing, QVC. Home Shopping Network. They started on TVs. They did. Old white women. And... <laughs> Lunatic and says fans. he'll buy... Wait a minute. Who are you buying the the like? Are we now going to get into a bidding war? You'll buy an advertising slot on whose show though? Oh, it's Swapsies. Swapsies. We'll buy some for him, and he wants some for us. That's defeating the purpose, though, isn't it? We just so swap it. Yeah, him. if you're swapping, then it's not buying. Because I steal people to pay for your <laughs> rob rob from people to pay for you. You rob from people to pay for our yeah. shit. Okay. Just kidding. Oh, Don't so you work for the you you work for the federal state? Yeah, she works for the IRS. Oh my god, no! <laughs> Ladies and, and gentlemen, Susan's an engineer for the IRS. And that's why lunatic libertarian has a traveling gallows. Nice. So. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I, but, <laughs> get us back on track. No, I don't think we should be having classified anything except for, you know, as it relates to military uh, movements and, and whatnot. I, I I really don't think that we should be letting everyone in the country know that we're, you know, deploying a battle, you know, a battleship or a carrier fleet to, you know, the to the Gulf of Mexico because we're worried about, you know, Cuba invading us on inflatables and wooden rafts but or the somalian pirates 
Right. So. Yeah, I just I never did understand that. Like they were they were like Uber all about like you got to keep uh, troop movements classified. Like we haven't fought a standing army in what like since Vietnam. Haven't fought a standing army. Like a recognized uniformed army. Mm. Uh, you can count Bosnia, I guess, but. We didn't really fight them. We were like supporting the locals more than anything. Grenada. It was more like a some. Yeah, it was more of a Somali. Grenada. Yeah, I can see that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, Iraq. The Russians already know. I- where Iraq. We're Iraq. To. We. I mean, both Iraq wars. There was a standing military in place. I, well, the majority I, of it, though, after a couple of days, of it, it was, was less Taliban. a standing army and more of a crawling and running and screaming in the corner army. Yeah, but I mean, the majority of the Iraq War was just fighting the Taliban that we created in Afghanistan in the eighties. So, uh, you mean the Afghan War? Well, both, because Iraq there was Taliban strongholds in Iraq for a long time. Now there's ISIS strongholds in Iraq. Thanks to us. Oh, and now I'm, Iraq I, I'm, tra- I'm tracking. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. I'm yeah. tracking with you now. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm tracking. Well. I mean, we created Iraq. I mean, we created Saddam Hussein, but we it was still a standing right. army, you know. But that's, it, you know, if you listen to listen to Dave Smith's um, opening of, of part of the problem, he, he says right in the opening of part of the part of the problem, he says, you want to know who our next enemy is? Look who we're funding right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, when we're done putting troops, it's Ukraine. M- more troops on the ground in Ukraine to fight against Russia, when we're done with that, we're going to be putting troops on the ground in Poland to fight against Ukraine. So that's that's what that's what we do. That it's a it's a it's a perpetual war machine. And and so what I what I understand, you know, by what what you're saying with troop movements is, is why does it really need to be classified? Because the media is already talking about it all the time. But I do think there are certain aspects of troop movement and stuff that if we really give a damn, and I know you do, as uh, you know as a vet yourself, it's, it, we, we give a damn about the, the guys and, and gals that are serving overseas and we want to see them protected. Now, the best way to protect them would be to, I don't know, Not end the war and end, end the yeah. war, you know, you know, and you could do that by going to your local chapter of defend the guard, signing up to join them in their protests and, uh, in events and support them. And I didn't get paid for that. So, yeah, the Defend the Guard movement is actually really amazing. They want to make sure that the National Guard stays home and you we're not all... using the National Guard for anything other than national defense. It's literally and, in your name. And, and 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 Susie, I know that we've talked about this before, but if you're really interested in knowing more about Worthless Wars, you can read books like this by Scott Horton, like Enough Already. And if you go to a Defend the Guard rally where Scott speaks, you might, you might get a personally signed copy. Scott Horton was the second most viewed guest on your show, wasn't he? Or is the second? No, most actually, he wasn't on your show. Mm-mm. Oh, he I was think... first at one point. No, uh, libert on my libertarian. Well, see, I have a series on my channel called Libertarian Lowdown. If that's what you're referring to, and yes. so. 
let's let's see here where where Scott's his overall views for on Libertarian Lowdown might be the first for for that series. So let's take a look here. The Commonwealth Report says now you're just grifting other people's stuff. <laughs> that's that's how the podcast circuit works. We just grift everybody else's shit, including ours. We just like, grow. Bye. We just we just grow by hosting one another and then drawing each other's audiences in. So you guys will have like at least three subscribers today because of me. We did pick up one. Uh, it was uh, Sue. Sue did actually subscribe to the YouTube channel. So I Sarah and Dana, get off of your butts and subscribe to the show. And you too, yeah, go sus- yeah, if you're if you're one of my people, go uh, go subscribe to TC over at uh, Minnesota Black Rope Regiment. He's, so he's let's much see. more intellectual than myself. But if you're looking to get drunk and have a good time, you know. Th- th- yeah. So TC's a responsible adult in the room. Scott is uh, S- Scott is the most viewed on my Libertarian Lowdown ch- series, with on? Spike being second to that. Believe it or not. What was Susie on? Susie was on TC and Friends Monday Night Musings. So where's her standing on that one? Because she's wow, been bragging dude, about that. Wow, you're really going to make me do this? Yes. <laughs> I don't care. I'm nobody. <laughs> no, but Susie. Anyways, you, you... Susie, you, that's not true. You are... Um, Susie's got a respectable 130 views. Almost as much as your foot pick thing that you do on Patreon. Close. Somebody's got to pay for diesel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how much no, coffee so, uh, did you offer to Scott Horton for the interview? Nada. Well, turns out Scott it was, it was Scott another is, Colombian. Expert. Scott has never said no to a show ever to anyone. Yeah, see what it what what it turns out is it wasn't coffee, it was another Colombian export that he offered Scott that he took him up on. Uh if you've ever met Scott Horton in person, that dude he is like ADHD brain. What what is some what is Samantha's what's Samantha's comment? Oh my god, we get it, you're cool. Who's she who's she talking to? Me or you? <laughs> Probably you. With the book. Yeah, with the book. Yeah. No, I'm not. I am not cool. I do. I don't fanboy, but I fanboyed so hard that day. (laughs) It was so. I I fan I fanboyed so. Ask Sue. She was there. I fanboyed so hard that day. Um, we were on the phone talking about his episode or our episode, and he was like, "I got Scott Horton." It well, and and it's it's funny too because. Scott preceded Jesse Ventura that day. Jesse Ventura was supposed to be the keynote and Scott came up and started speaking and it was me and one other MC for the event. And I just wouldn't cut Scott off. I just looked at the other MC and I'm like, I'm not cutting Scott off for Jesse Ventura. (laughs) 
See, well, when I first started this show, I was in the middle of an interview when I got the notification that Spike Cohen had messaged me back and was like, yeah, I'll do your fucking show. And I was like, yes! Oh, shit! Like, in the middle of an interview, and they were like, what the fuck is this? This is, like, back (laughs) when I first started the show. He's been on, like, three times now, and I, like, hang out with him outside of, like, events and shit, and I'm like, this... Like, I, like someone's like, why don't you have Spike back? And I was like, eh. Like, people have heard him, right? I, I, I like finding these, like, other people that are on the kind of fringe of libertarian speaking. That, like, everyone's heard Scott Horton's take. Everyone's heard Dave Smith's take, Spike Cohen's take. I, I want to find people that aren't saying the same thing over and over again. Not that they are, but it's the same take from the same person about the new same thing that we've heard before. That's why I like having people like UTC on and people like, uh, what's his name from last week? Uh, Brian McWilliams. Brian McWilliams. I mean, these people that I've never heard of, uh, well, I mean, I've heard of you for a while now, but um, like, I like finding these people that aren't like household names in the LP movement, like Spike and Scott and Dave and bringing them on and giving them a voice because I think those voices is usually a lot better because they're a lot more down to earth and unpolished they're just raw well my my reason for even starting the libertarian lowdown was because i'm not you know i'm not officially in the libertarian party uh i share a lot of things in common with the libertarian party and definitely have you know very much right leaning libertarian ideals you know very classical liberalism in that in that respect but i I started the Libertarian Lowdown series specifically to introduce my audience and other people who might consider themselves conservative or Republican to libertarianism through a a broad array of individuals, you know, from, you know, Scott Hortons and the Spike Cones to the Mike Termott types and have them come on and speak, but also to talk to uh, Monica Perez, who a lot of people know who Monica is, but she's not a big, she's libertarian, but she's not a big mover and shaker in libertarianism in the sense of everybody sees her out there on the political stage to, um, you know, talking to, to Susie about getting you guys on my show to talk about your perspective on things. And I've had, you know, in, in the, and I don't, I don't want to say this to downplay it, but, you know, my friend Rebecca Whiting from here in Minnesota, who is, uh, has just announced as a candidate for uh, the Minnesota Libertarian Party and uh, is endorsed by the Minnesota Mises Caucus. And I've had her on to talk about her, you know, desire to run for school board. Because I want people to be exposed to libertarian ideas who might be, eh, Susie, yeah, thanks. Um, to to really hear these ideas from people that aren't walking around with supreme vermin shoe on his head, you know, that's it, or you know, wearing a loincloth as I strip on stage at the convention, and and that's. So, so I'd add Angela McArdle on, and, and yeah, okay, maybe is Angela up there now at the top? I didn't know that. Um, but I had Angela McArdle on, not because I was looking for clout, because 
most of the people that I am going to have watch my my Libertarian Lowdown series aren't Libertarians who know her. They're going to be people who who go, what the hell is this Libertarian thing everybody keeps talking about? And I, we hear you mention these Libertarian names. And what what do they stand for? And I had uh, feedback after I had Angela on that I've had at least six people reach out to me and say, hey, we've registered for the Libertarian Party. And to me, that's a win. That's an absolute win because I know these people and I know they're not going to be the weird left fringe of the Libertarian Party that the Mises Caucus just put down. Uh, And that's why I have them on. And so, yeah, there are times, you know, if I could land Dave Smith and I I jokingly looked at Angela and I say, since you have the strings of the party now, could you pull some strings, get Dave on? She goes, well, I'll see what I can do. Now, I know that's not going to go anywhere, but but if I could land Dave Smith, would I say no? Absolutely not. I'm not going to say no to that. But if somebody in my neck neck of the woods of Minnesota down in the southeast quadrant of the state said, hey, I'm a libertarian and I've been fighting this fight in, you know, Olmstead County or Fillmore County or Winona County for a long time and I, I'm not getting any traction and they wanted to come on and talk. I'm dead sure have them on because they have a voice and they have something to say. And that's what I want. I want people to be exposed to these ideas and not be able to walk away from it going, oh, look at the freaking weirdos. They think that you should you should legalize pedophilia and everybody should be driving around high on pot and, you know, and which is just, those are just, you know, or, you know, what about the roads? You know, and I'm like, I live in Minnesota. Anytime. My roads. My roads. Any, anytime somebody in Minnesota says to me, what about my roads? You know, what about, what about the roads? I'm like, have you driven on a road in Minnesota in the winter? Have you? Because you talk about you need the state to take care of your roads. And the minute two inches of snowfall in your town, your city's too busy saving money to not to, to, to not plow the roads. But you're worried about your roads. Like if and, and I'm like, if we privatize roads, I guarantee you, you would never pay a dime for road construction. You would never have to worry about it being plowed because the guy that's charging you $3 to drive 30 miles across his property to get to town is going to make sure that road is freaking clear and it's always smooth. That's it because he can charge you for it. So, I mean, the big pushback will be, you know, roads are like a lot of people's moms. They don't plow themselves. You got to find someone to do it for you. So, I mean, Face palm number three. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was excited about coming on the show. Was just a silent pause for me. That's that's the satisfaction right there. Commercial break. <laughs> I actually, Bro, I think I face. Not a real libertarian merch. <laughs> I think I actually face palmed more the last time I had Bull Johnson on. Oh, Bull is a wild. He human loves game. you. I love he, Bull. Yeah, he loves you and TC. Yeah, Bull's a lot of fun. Yep, and I've had Bull on several, several, several times, and 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 the last time everybody's like, "You were so hard. You were so hard. You were so hard on Bull. I thought you guys were friends." And I'm like, "Bull's been on enough times. I had to have an episode." Where 
where we we pushed against each other a little bit and it, it was it was good for bull and it was good for me and you know that's but bull will come back and talk no matter what you know i i still have yeah. i was a, i was on um freedom's pep rally this morning on um right america media i i co-host a sh- it, it's actually a really good network um This is why you can't have nice things. Um, Sarah says, what about mom? I'm sure your mom's a very nice lady, I guess. I don't know her. Uh, no, it's no, not going it, to be all right. No, it's not going to be all right. <laughs> uh, uh, Hard balls. Whoa, what kind of show did <laughs> Oh, and this is why we don't have many people on from Texas, because... This is what happened when people follow me, follow me to watch me on your show. But um, yeah, I was, I was on uh, Freedom uh, Pep Rally today with John uh, Davis. Yeah, and uh, he's a he hosts that show on Right America Media, and I co-host a show on Right America Media called Veteran Nation with uh, Mike Skipper Arthur, who's a Marine. So don't hold it against me. Um, and we we were going over my incident from Saturday with local law enforcement and they wanted me to be on with John this morning. And we have a hate watcher that follows us to every one of our channels or every one of our shows. I love those right on right America media. And he was going ham on, on me being on with John this morning. And John shared one of his comments and I flat out right there, just invited him on publicly and I, I would, I would love, like, if you're a hate watcher and you want to come on and you want to embarrass me on my own platform and make, make me look like an idiot and a fool because you think you're my intellectual superior, I'm more than happy to do that. Come on, come on in. And I told him on, on with John this morning, I said, you're, you're, you're welcome to come on my show, veteran nation, both, whatever. And I said, but I know what you're going to do. You're going to say no. You're going to say no, and you're going to give you know a reason like, it's beneath you, I'm not worth your time. And as I was saying that, he was typing a comment, you don't have the credibility for me to waste my time. And that's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I you know, have people on that I do, because they're willing to come on and talk and ask, answer hard questions and still meet, you know, not in the middle per se, but find those areas where we agree. And share values and share ideas and share an ethical minds an ethics mindset that can reach out to other people. There are things that Bull and I don't agree on. But I guarantee you there's probably somewhere if we sat down and talked about it long enough, there's probably some place where you and I would disagree on something. And but we can walk away and still be allies in a fight for liberty and a lot of people don't want to do that. And and don't think for a minute that Republicans are any, any better at it than the left are. Well, like the Commonwealth Report says, uh, grift off it always monetize the haters. Actually, which for a lot of people who don't know, I love it when someone starts going ballistic in the comment section or like retweets me like, fuck this guy. Yeah, that's what it, it, it increases my reach. Every time you do that, it helps me. So please keep hating as much as you do. 
I let the hate commenters on my videos on YouTube and others, I let them go for like, I'll just keep asking questions without saying much for like 10 or 12 comments. And then like when they get to like their 13th comment, I'll go and thank you for keep coming back, driving up my view count and driving me up in the algorithm. It's great having you support me like this. And then they're gone. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Cause their anger isn't, they're not thinking about long-term ramifications. It's just like, fuck this guy. The internet's a real place. I swear it is. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, TC, now nope. that everyone has are heard we, you, are we? Make are you kicking me off now? jokes. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to drift your shit. I'm trying to help oh. drift your shit. Let's see. That's the thing. Like we've talked about my shirts, which are awesome. Your hoodie, uh, your coffee, uh, your fucking. I got. Scott oh, Horton here's book. here's something you'd like. Here's something you'd like. You see that? Shot glass? Yeah. It's a stainless steel shot glass. What the right? hell? Yeah. Stainless steel shot glass with a leather exterior with my show oh, on ours it. Ours are Waterford Crystal. They're what? Waterford Crystal. <laughs> Water. You're going to have to explain nice Waterford Crystal. <laughs> You're going to have to explain Waterford Crystal to him later on. What do you mean it ain't glass? <laughs> they even looks like fucking glass. Shit, old Bubba, he got some nice crystal up the road, but it ain't crystal you can drink out. I'll tell you that much. Put that shit in a pot. And I even ha- I have even <laughs> these little black. He's got the leather regular without the leather. Ooh, so you got your BDSM shot glasses and your vanilla shot glasses. They're like emo. Emo shot glasses. You got emo and BDSM. Wouldn't emo be BDSM though? No. Kind of. Because their anti- antidepressants keep them from fucking. Oh. Uh, what's the not on the pills? Then it becomes BDSM. Yeah. Face so there you go. Four. BDSM is, uh, he's the baseball four. Hey, thanks, Lunatic, for BDSM. subscribing. I subscribe to you, too. Uh, there you go. So, those yeah, poor anyway. Grandma. Those poor grandmas. <laughs> Where's that? Hey, those are my keys. Not my hip. I get your bad hip. Sarah, why are these the parts that you keep tuning into? Because you've got to stop tuning out so that you won't have to tune in. That's <laughs> yeah. Why are you go? Why are you walking away, Sarah? Why are you? Why are you leaving? And have you subscribed yet? You're going. No. In fact, I expect I expect text messages from the following three people. Four 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 people. Commonwealth, I want to know that you subscribed. You could send me you know how to reach me on, on Twitter. Uh Sarah, I need a text message from you in the next two minutes telling me that you subscribed. Sue, same. And uh Dana, if you're if you're still watching, I expect to hear that you subscribed as well. Or there will be discipline later. I subscribed to with 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 the leather uh shot glasses. Shot glasses. Yeah. You know, I was I, I was I was grifting the whole time, by the way. I don't know if you no, noticed. I I, I I was grifting I the whole time. So stuff in the background. I don't have my own glass series. Commonwealth. Look. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs>
We should have the we should have the Commonwealth on. Okay, Commonwealth, you're next. No, I well, got first dibs on Commonwealth. Oh, I got first. I got first dibs on um on Commonwealth. It. No, he's already committed. I'm here for the lols. <laughs> well, I should be committed. The jokes. <laughs> yeah, I should. Be no, don't too. don't get lunatic. Don't worry, I'm coming for you too. I mean, dude, it's 23. It you do what you got to do. Um. But, TC, where can people find your BDSM Shop. merch and your non-BDSM <laughs> merch? Only fans, so... <laughs> <laughs> OnlyShotGlasses.com I have, I have a foot I have a foot channel on OnlyFans. Adios, um. Neo. <laughs> uh, no, that, you a... can... If you're interested in my merchandise, you can email me and uh, at mbrrpodcast at yahoo.com and I will uh, entertain your request. You can let me know what you're after. Um, I'm working on trying to find a, I, There's a way to put it up on YouTube, but I haven't figured out how to put your merchandise on the store on YouTube yet. So, um, Say the website again. What was the website? MN. No, the, the email is mbrr podcast at yahoo.com. mbrr podcast there you go. at yahoo.com. And like I said, I'm working on trying to put it up uh, on um, YouTube somehow. So, yeah, I saw what he said. Um, oh, I didn't mean to comment that. You guys have way too many channels. 75% of your views are from all of your varying channels and social media accounts. <laughs> well, no, that's how that's how StreamYard works. You just post one thing and all of it posts. That's I know. Science. That's so much science. All the science. So, but yeah, I had a fantastic joke. Oh, uh, too late now. When you warn us that it's fantastic, it's probably going to fail. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's the beautiful thing about paying for my own show. Like, I don't have to care. People yeah. will oh, yeah. tune in and be like, oh, God. I, I don't have to worry about to... pissing off any of my sponsors because I'm mad at myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at myself every day. So, heard that. No, I, I would um, know if any anybody that's listening, because I know you guys put your stuff out on audio only, but. Uh, if anybody's, yeah, I, I listen to you guys on, on, uh, cast box all the time. Well, not, we're not audio only though. I mean, cause we do this. Well, no, but I mean you on audio podcast. only platforms is what I mean. Oh yeah. The audio yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So for people who are listening, I would love for you guys to head over to my channel as well. I am going to show a little bit. So. Minnesota Black Robe Regiment, the whole word Minnesota, Minnesota Black Robe Regiment on YouTube and on Rumble. Um, I have some, I have a very interesting series of videos going on right now with uh, interaction with local law enforcement um, and uh, college president who uh, were not real happy with me on Saturday. And they, uh, they showed their asses, let's put it that way. And uh, they didn't like it. And so yeah we're, we're we're going to town on that a little bit and uh 
and once again, uh, my friend Dana and I co-host a show on Rumble on the on the same Minnesota Black Robe Regiment about um, COVID protocols in the hospitals and, and the effects that that have. Did you see Sue put up OnlyFans? We have to talk. Um, what Sue? We <laughs> Sue, we could talk on. We could talk on OnlyFans, but you have to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> As the Commonwealth Report says, the grift must go on. If you ain't grifting, you slipping, bro. I mean, if you ain't grifting, you slipping. And by that, I mean, I'm slipping anyways. So, But I'll tell you somebody who you also need to get on, who I think will be an interesting uh, guest of mine next week is uh, Iraq Vet 8888. Oh man, I just heard him on with Clint today. And I uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'd love to get him on. I think he and I'd have some very uh have a very interesting conversation. So you got him next week, huh? Mhm. Toss him toss him my toss him my oh, way we'll when you've used him up. Oh yeah, we'll we'll name drop and uh yeah. I'll uh I'll send yeah, him def- your shit over on the tweeters. Yeah, just literally just yeah, just uh, toss him my way after you've used him. I'm okay with that. Although I don't know if he's going to have time for the, the likes of you and I after being on with Clint Russell. Who's Clint Russell? Liberty Lockdown. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. No, I don't know a lot of people's names. I know they're like podcasts. <laughs> Like there's, there's like dog people. They they know people by their dogs. They don't know the. Did, well, did Susie tell you? Go. What do I? What do I call him? What's his name? And she says bootleg. And I'm like lies. And she says ask him. Yeah, bootleg. <laughs> like no shit. I, I was thought like, he was saying lies that I was out on a beer run. <laughs> no, oh. I no, I, I would have told him. Yeah, like at national convention. I knew I your name at one time, and then I forgot it. So. <laughs> yeah, there was a there's a good mix of people who called me by my real name and who call me bootleg. Like they all they know me as is bootleg, which is good. I keep <clears throat> I keep my 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 Fed name out of the the <laughs> internet because uh, my I do name. have kids. Yeah, well, it's a Fed name. The Feds know you by that name. It's a Fed name. Um. But I keep my personal name out of a lot of this because uh, I don't. People do get grit, like people do get attacked. They do get ostracized. Luckily, I work in an industry where everyone I meet is pretty much either like a radical fucking anarchist or like a soft core non-voter. So, like most of the people I work with don't care. Wait a minute, a soft core non-voter? What's like a category? How do you? How are you a soft core non-voter? I mean. Like you just like so you don't, don't tell anybody vote. that you're not voting. Yeah, so they don't <laughs> vote, but they still keep up with world news. Like they keep up with everything going around them, but they just don't think voting matters. Oh yeah, well, I now no, I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily the disagree. Tell everyone. Yeah, like there's like what I call the vegan non-voter who's like I don't fucking vote. Okay, bud, that's cool. Like, and they'll tell everyone they meet, like, I've never voted ever. I ain't voted for shit. I don't even vote for American fucking Idol. Like, Jesus Christ, bro. That's fine. I don't You care. had the crazy eyes. You had the crazy eyes going on real well there. And, I mean, that's a normal look for you. But 
<laughs> no, you it you know, you always know you always know who the lawyer, the crossfitter, the vegan, and the anarchist are when you walk into a bar. Oh, we're the anarchists. Because I you're told a lot of people I'm an anarchist. It's behind because, your face right now. Be, because they're all sitting at the same table arguing about who's better at telling everyone about being the thing they are. I don't think I fall into that. I don't think I, I don't tell people why I'm the best at being what I am. Because I suck at being what I am. Like I'm lucky I can remember my fucking name in the morning. Like, that's like that's literally true. you probably answered a bootleg more than your actual name. Probably. So when are you guys when you when are you guys popping over for uh, episode, for season two of uh, Libertarian Lowdown? Am I coming too? Or is it just uh, are you wanting her to come come with well, me? Well, you're gonna, somebody's going to have to run the computer for him. <laughs> the guy with a programming degree is getting fucking bullied. Because you have a programming degree. What do you expect is going to happen? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh. You told people it was oh. going to be fun tonight, so I'm doing my best. Hey, it is fun. We'll work out the details. But... Yeah, we'll, we'll get with you. Uh, well, I, a lot. Susie will get with you because um, she's taking over my life she just tells me what to do anymore oh my god that is so not true like she picked up my clothes like this hat the shirt it's not hard isn't that all that's in your wardrobe now hats and shirts yeah i got rid of my pants years ago fun fact i I go out always pantsless during every i go out and sometimes (laughs) sometimes i'll I'll finish up a show or I'll finish up shooting a video or something and I'll have my hat on. I'm like, hey, let's go get dinner. Do you really need to wear the beanie? Yeah. Do you really? Do you really need to wear the beanie? And and I'll get the question like, has anybody ever asked you who what that means? Like, actually, yeah. Do they have? He's winning the poo. I like... Yes. I like... Susie's I like saying she, I never wear pants in an episode. I, I like how she puts comments in the chat under the different Sitting accounts and then, hi- and then highlights her own accounts or her own messages. I'm fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Maybe talk she about her own show. Talk about, she should actually, she, ha- she should have her own show. Um, <laughs> Alright, Temple. Bro. I, I wear it better. He has more viewers, but I wear it better. But yeah, so one thing I do think that's going to be interesting with Iraq Bet coming over to the LP um, is that he already has a pretty good following. Uh, he's got a hundred some thousand followers on Twitter, something hundreds hundreds of thousands on YouTube for his gun mm-hmm. channel. Um, so he's already got a pretty good sized following, and he's coming to the LP and doing the LP podcast circuit because that's what everybody fucking does anymore. So. He's doing the circuit. Be he is. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it almost is like a rite of passage anymore. If you run for anything at a like, if you're a celebrity coming into the party or you're um, running for an office at the national level, like you have to do this circuit, like the LP circuit. Like you've got Republicans and Democrats that do like MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, that whole rift. 
And then we have our own inside echo chamber that, well, not echo chamber, but like our own inside uh, ecosystem that people run through yeah. to the same exact way. Like you got people that'll grill them, some people that won't, some people that'll have a good time, but yeah. You guys are, I got to think. I think you guys might be the first, you know, not a real libertarian libertarian uh, show that I've I've been on. I haven't. I I did a spot on a conservative uh, show a couple of years ago, and then got asked to co-host for a while, and then that person flaked. And then I'm on Veteran Nation, which is really not purely. Um. It's not it's not purely political, even though we talk politics and it is it, it's a great show, but it it's not geared towards one side or the other. Um, I tend to kind of push it that way sometimes. But um, so, yeah, you guys are actually probably the first the first show where I've been on to talk about my show and what I do and why I believe the things I believe. And that's, you know, it's. To me, it's much appreciated. I, I was thankful that that Susie said, "Hey, we're going to have you on," and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then then she moved it away from Florida and left me hanging while you guys got settled. So. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I love having all different voices on here. Um, the worst voice that I ever hear on here is my own because I know what my beliefs are. I know a lot of the people who watch this show know what my beliefs are. It's getting people that don't think exactly the same way as me to say what their opinion is, giving opposite, a lot of times opposite opinions on things. Like I'm currently looking for someone who is adamantly pro-gun control that are against civilian-owned guns. I'm trying to find that person because I have a show that I used to do. I did one episode of it. I liked it. I just ran out of time to produce it. But I have a lot more free time now, and I want to bring back the Coliseum, where you take two people with opposing opposing viewpoints on a topic, and they have a civilized discussion. There's no screaming, no like rambling. You get your time to say what you want to say. You make your point, bring your evidence, and you just battle it out. I don't pick sides. I don't play favorites. I just mediate the whole discussion and let the better opinion win. Well, in... It, and that's the thing is that sometimes you walk away and your side that's watching agrees with you and the other side's watching the other person, they agree with them. And there really isn't a, a clearly delineated winner, but it's still that free exchange of ideas. Even if it gets heated, that really, it ca- it causes people to grow. It's good for them. Yeah. Like I had the first one we did was anarchy versus menarchy. The anarchy side that was brought forward didn't put up a good argument, as good of an argument as people thought, and so the minarchy won. I had to, I had to sit there and swallow that. And say, look, the people have spoken. They said that this side had a better argument, and there, yeah, it was Sean Hickman versus Dan Berman, um, and okay. these are two people. Yeah, I mean, Sean is a really good dude. Uh, Dan is an awesome dude too. I mean, they both are very knowledgeable people. Dan just didn't bring his A game that night, and Sean ate him up. I mean, and it's not that not that Sean's smarter than Dan, but just like football, just like any other sport, Dan just had a rough day. It wasn't working out for him, and that's it. And that's what I want to start doing. I want to start having these discussions to 
people who are adamantly opposed to each other's beliefs go forward and just duke it out in a civilized way. Not this CNN bullshit of, I'm going to scream while you're screaming so nobody can understand what's going on and we pretend like we're not friends. Yeah, and that's the that's the biggest... I think that's probably the biggest hindrance a lot of times besides uh, Susie's reference to uh, circle jerk libertarian podcast. Um, There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, self-congratulatory bat back padding in a lot of these shows where they'll bring somebody on and are, they're not really interested in actually hearing what that person thinks or what they believe. And then, then, a, then a more applauding them when they come to a point where, Oh, I'm glad that you agree with me on that. You know, good for you. I'm glad that we see eye to eye. And, and I, I actually think that's dangerous um, for any socio political, socio cultural movement when you're you're not willing to embrace like you were saying differences and and hash it out which is there again why i i'll anytime i get a hate watcher i'll say yeah come on on come on let come on i would i want to i'm not going to be you know mean to you i want to have you on and talk about these things even if we're you know relatively on the same side but have like some strong differences on you know whatever the issue might be whether it's drugs or uh abortion or gun control it, it i'd love to get some somebody on the right on to come on and defend you know the back the blue position or ukraine yeah it's like just i would love to just come on i had i have an interview in the can from last year that is about four hours long with a guy who was gave up his gave up his uh run for senate to someone else so that he could leave and go join the Ukrainian military in their fight against Russia. And I knew that we weren't going to agree, but we, when we got done, we, you know, it was, it was a very cordial conversation, even though there were differences. And he messaged me a couple of weeks later and he said, yeah, I was at the Ukrainian embassy standing outside waiting to get in. And I was surrounded by all these young guys who had been in the military and I used all of your arguments for why <laughs> this is, I guess I'm patting myself on the back now, but I used all of your arguments for why we shouldn't be in Ukraine to convince all of these young guys around me to go home and not go to Ukraine. Uh, just let that sink in. This guy still was going. He was still at the Ukrainian embassy, still waiting to get in to go and, and join up. Had to fund it himself because they won't fund you. Convincing everyone around him even though he was still going, why they should stay home and not go. That's that's a win. Yeah, I mean, he recognizes that not everyone should do that. And he even probably even himself recognizes he probably shouldn't go. But he's dead set on it, and he's trying to protect others by not letting them go, which is admirable. Um, I mean, he's still supporting a bunch of bullshit on top of bullshit. But, I mean, hey, you know, that's his choice. He can live his life how he wants to. But I do respect the fact that he's trying to talk others out of it when when he can. So, well, and and think about it. That's what we always, you know, so many of us have said since his, the outset of that particular issue. 
if you if you're so adamant that that we should be supporting Ukraine and defending them, then pack up and go over there and fight it yourself. He did it. <laughs> he did it. As opposed to the Americans who are all for sending American troops over to other places to fight and, and die in, in stupid, useless wars who are willing to stay home and, and tell everyone else you should go die, but won't do it themselves. At least this guy had the balls to do it. Do what he was. He believed on his own. I, I'll, I'll respect that all day. Yeah. I mean, standing by your own principles is the most important thing. Um, it's, it's like one of those things that, so one thing I've been pitching as I'm going to do the shameless plug thing here, cause it's, you know, I'm the biggest uh, sponsor of the show. Um, but one thing good, I've been good pitching. Good thing Susie's as, got a job. I work two days a week at the welfare, welfare office. Like a good hillbilly. Um, <laughs> I feel no, like a lot of people uh, <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, seriously, like one thing I've been preaching as my run for LPT and chair is that people need training on stuff. Like it's not just, you know, just like, preparing for the great luau right it's it's learning how to grow a garden learning how to can food learning all the survival skills that we lost as a society because guess what eventually you're going to need those skills when you're out in the middle of nowhere at night and your car breaks down and you need to learn how to make it through the night because a lot of people they don't think about it but even in the summertime at night it is freezing cold in a lot of places it's still icy cold and you can freeze it at learning how to start a fire learning how to survive, just learning basic instincts. Learning is the where, key to human survival. I, I just want to fixate on something for a minute. Even in the summer, where where are you going? Because you live in the South. Where does it get freezing cold at night? And what is your definition of freezing cold? Well, freezing cold is a temperature low enough to drop your body temperature in which you can die from it. That's my definition of freezing cold. So freezing cold could... Honestly, 60, 60 degrees at night with no sunlight, you can actually freeze to death. Um, it happens. Uh, yeah. Especially on that elevated winds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I have not yet staged an arrest video. Yeah, I, I haven't done that yet. With your Nike I haven't bank. done that yet. 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 It's coming. But, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, what I'm saying, like the point that I'm making, right, to not fixate on dumb shit that I say, is the training you get sur surpasses a lot of other things. And I I try to train myself on a new skill almost every single month. Finding something new I've never done before. Like I was actually watching this video where they were taking uh, a pencil sharpener and using it on small twigs to make uh, shavings to start a fire with. And I was like, holy shit, that's impressive. That's something I'm going to go buy at the dollar store for a fucking dollar, put in my go bag. Like it, there's always something more you can learn. And we're not doing that for people. People aren't getting basic human skills, like changing a tire or doing an oil change. I don't know things that people need. And uh, I want to start promoting these training courses, giving people actual fucking survival skills. Oh, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, raise chickens. Yes, fuck, I miss raising chickens. I was talking about this the other day at work, how much I miss raising chickens. Um, have you ever, like, so do you raise chickens? 
my daughter and her husband have chickens, so and they only live five miles away. But have you? I'm you I'm actually the sound a chicken makes when you kick it. Oh my god! And Facebook. No, so people are five. Well, no, but no, so so when you raise chickens, (laughs) there will come a time when I will piss you off so much you'll end up kicking it. No, it doesn't kill them. It just, it's just like it it hurts. Like you're not trying to, like you're not Brad Maher who's about to miss a field goal. Um, You're just kicking it across the yard because it's trying to peck at you. That that uh, that analogy went right over my head, so to speak. Uh. He was the kicker for the Cowboys who missed like six field goals in a row. So sports, sports, well, so he's sports like ball. A, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Were you, were you about to say he's a Vikings player? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like he's about to say. No, he plays for the Cowboys, unfortunately, which is my team. Well, if he misses but, um, six field goals in clutch situations, he's clearly a Vikings player. <laughs> Susie, the Vikings fan, is triggered. I was born and raised a Vikings fan. I just, you know, I just stopped paying it. I, I stopped paying attention to professional sports and sports in general a long time ago because I just, I watch how it consumes people, and I'd rather be consumed with my own political ideology because that's always safe for society. <laughs> Extremist over here with his free thinking and thoughts that aren't the same as the collectives. The board will come and get you soon, sir. You have no idea how much I relate to that. So <laughs> I, I am so, I'm so non categorical <laughs> You cannot put me in a, in a category. It's so heavily that I had a leftist. I had that leftist on the show today, literally defending the police. I like, <laughs> Abort! 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 <laughs> like it sounds like they were just so adamantly against whatever you were saying, they were willing to just say what the fuck ever just to be opposed to you. That's what. It, that's I, the only yeah, way I can get there. I'm not kidding you. He was like, he just. I've literally, and that's been the thing. It's been so amazing in the last since I started my channel. I've literally got leftists to defend all the stuff that they were cr- decrying for years. Here in, in just in Minnesota, they just like I had Antifa. I'm not even kidding. I had a, a raging Antifa freak come down and go, "You got to stop being so hard on the cops. They're doing the damn jobs." And I'm like, <laughs> "We're gonna have that T-shirt I'm, made." Raging. Hashtag raging Antifa freak. We just changed the title of the episode. <laughs> He's trying to be dead serious, and we're just shitting on him. I'm so sorry. No, I meant, I meant it. Like, I, no, I love it. It's just like, it's just, it was just hilarious. Not, not, not even, not even. Another episode. Albert Lee, same town, same protest. I was telling you about earlier, right? Um, Out in front of this person's business, she's hosting. She she sponsors a protest, a peaceful protest against the COVID restrictions on her business by our governor. Only fans. <laughs> yes. Oh. And, and outside was a person who probably proclaims to be Antifa live streaming to Facebook, taking pictures of all the people going into the protest, 
practically in tears because the police haven't come to shut the protest down yet. <laughs> what? <Don't be> wildin'. <laughs> uh, look. I mean, I could tell Antifa, like, from the jump was very far left because they all look like vegans. And what I mean by vegans is Ethiopians. Like, you know those Ethiopian, like, marathon runners that win every year that look like they weigh maybe 30 pounds with clothes on? Uh, That's how most of Antifa looks. I was like, they've got to be Democrats. No, no, uh, most of ours up here are... Most of ours up here are, are, are fat, lazy, basement dwelling... Greasy hair, Cheeto eating, mooches off their pants. It's, 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 yeah, they're like, yeah, it's so bad. So, like, yeah, fat. We have the fattest Antifa people in the world. It, yeah, it's so bad. So bad. And, but we got a, we've got a lot of, we got a lot of fat people who consider themselves healthy and conservative too. I'm like, <laughs> you go to these protests and you're like, Am I in Dollar General? When did I make it to SeaWorld? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, anyways. Sound effects. Sound effects, yeah. That's a I, new, uh, oh, and I know uh, all the tur- I know all the seductive words too at those places. I go, Walmart specials. And they just come on. <laughs> They like wobble, or they're on their their little uh, motorized like shopping cart. Oh. Pizza rolls and diet coke. Pizza rolls and diet coke, because the diet coke totally offsets the pizza rolls. I yeah, feel. <laughs> We're gonna get him on. No, I get yeah, no, I get Commonwealth on. first. No. Here's the real no question: me. Is it which? Which commonwealth is it? Is it the Virginia commonwealth or is it the Kentucky. Pennsylvania commonwealth? He's from Kentucky. Ew, the lesser of the southern states. Oh, they're like they're second oh, wow. as worst because wow. Mississippi is worst. Wow. Wow. Like Kentucky makes okay bourbon, but Tennessee whiskey is better. Tennessee, uh, did, Tennessee did you barbecue just, did is you supreme. Just, you just Kentucky is like you, a third. Did you just go there? Hey Susie, you want to? Hey Susie, you want to play a video? <laughs> hey Susie, what? Do you want to play, play a video? Do you okay? I'm I'm not even you. I'm I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Here, I'm gonna send you a link in the. It's not from your OnlyGrams, is it? <laughs> it's a foot video. It's a blocked on Twitter. It's a foot video. Come on, it's blocked on Twitter. Oh, I just DM'd him. There. They're from Kentucky. Do you, do you see hey, the? Hey, 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 hey. Do Do you see that video that I just I sent you? Uh, where'd you send it? Oh, yep. Private chat. The one with your. You, you she share, the one share with that. Share that so we oh share. Share that so we can end this show and the suffering of the twos and twos of people that are still watching. The twos and twos. Well, sometimes I get tens and one. sometimes I get tens and tens. So, you see the link? Say what? You got the link? 
Oh, right there. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, copy link. Do you remember how to? Do you remember how to? I do. Thanks. Appreciate that. I hit paste and go. It go to the video. What the fuck is this? Hold on. Pause. I miss having multiple monitors where I could just like, oh, there it is. An ad started playing in my ear and it scared the shit out of me. Share screen. You can do it. There we go. I knew the lunatic was going to point out the multiples. I knew it. What multiples? Go on. Boy, suck on that. Getting good. He wild. He wild. I mean, look, he's got to be wild. Are you? He's from a state with a shitty football team. Their slogan is, you got a pretty mouth. You got a pretty mouth, boy. You got a pretty face, boy. chess cam footage why am i why am i not hearing anything do you have the um, yeah i think it's the way that i'm sharing it is not playing the audio you have to actually oh i bet you it's because it's not in chrome i think chrome is the only one that can do it with uh audio or yeah but the, I'll, I'll post the link. People can watch the link. Yeah, it's that it's 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 a Minnesota version of a leftist trying to blend in with a bunch of right wingers, alleged right wingers, and I just <laughs> just he canned back. It was awesome. I love it when I get cam backs. The fuck is a cam back? So when you're out doing recording in public, and the and somebody gets mad that you're recording them, so they record you for recording them. No, you. Uh, no, I'm gonna film you. Okay, cool, bro. Uh, tag me in it. My my Twitter is at libertarian underscore not. But uh, we are now seeing production skills needing improvement. Oh, that's been the story of my life, bro. Anyways, TC, I appreciate you coming on tonight. We're hitting almost Did- two and a half hours. Oh, I. I- most of my stuff is long form, so this is like early for me. I could still make it down to the bar. <laughs> so, I mean, most of my stuff usually is about an hour. So, Dana had to tell me two rounds. Dana had Dana had to tell me for the rumble, uh, the the behind the curtain show. Like she goes, we're gonna have to try and keep it to about an hour. Most people don't talk as much as you. That's really not what she said. I just had to make it sound. But I appreciate you guys having me oh. on. Yeah, you I like appreciate what? it, man. You... Um, I like keeping it to an hour because I've had some guests that I wasn't a huge fan of, which I will never say their names. Um, but I've had some guests that I wasn't a huge fan of, and it was like TC. torture for an entire hour. No, it wasn't TC. But, uh, like, yeah, so I like that hour because 
if I don't like them, I can just be like, oh, we're out of there. We're out of there. And then, and then they go and they, you, know, you do that again. And now they're like, hey, you had this TC guy for like almost two and a half hours. What the hell? He I goes, was a prisoner. I was arrested. I couldn't change the channels. It's all Susie's fault. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Susie said in private chat, where, where'd she say? This is the only guy that we go two hour episodes with. So. Unless you're on OnlyFans. Drive up my traffic. I need the income. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I appreciate TC coming out tonight. Uh, go follow I appreciate him. You guys. I just, you just seen the podcast subscribe to his channel on YouTube. You should go do the same. Um, find him on all platforms. I think the name is about the same everywhere. It's uh, Minnesota Black Robe Regiment. It's on YouTube, Twitter, uh, on Facebook. I mean, where else can people find you? Uh, Getter. Getter, YouTube. Uh, no, I got kicked off of Facebook, so I'm taking my time going oh. back on. Yeah, they deleted my 13-year account. All my memories, everything gone. So I, have, I don't have memories for the last 13 years. Um, so... But um, yeah, Twitter, and uh, and if you're a vet or if you're interested in vet stuff, you could tune in on Tuesday nights and watch us on YouTube and on uh, RightAmericaMedia.tv. Uh, we talk about issues concerning vets, and we like to pick on, uh, especially my Marine co-host, who's also a was a captain. So it's the best of both worlds. I get to frag him every freaking Tuesday night, and there's nothing he can do about it because he doesn't know how grenades work. Anyways, <laughs> it was fun. I had a blast. Oh my God. I had a, I had it a was, blast. It was I hope, fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't, go fuck yourself. I mean, that's I how met it's you. <laughs> I met you and Susie. <laughs> wow. No, no, I was talking to the audience. I, I meant like if they didn't enjoy this episode, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Or join my OnlyFans. Or join his his OnlyGrams, where he goes around and fuck plowing grandmas. Like roads. Because somebody's got to plow the roads. What about plow your grandma. What about my roads, grandma? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right. it's TC from uh, Minnesota Black Robe. Uh, buddy, I appreciate you. I'm sure we'll have right. you on again at some point. And, we'll uh, see you guys soon. You're coming over here, too. So you have a great Oh, night. yeah. See you, buddy. Take care. So, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we went way over what we usually do, but it was a, it was a good episode. It was fun. It was a it was informative. We had some good discussion, and uh, you know, I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? I don't juggle. I don't breathe fire. I'm not going to take my shirt off without the right amount of money. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what you people want from me. And I said you people. Mostly lunatic. It's official. It's Facebook official. Because <gasps> we streamed to Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. We actually did get a Twitch uh, comment today. Yeah. Well, no, that's not it. Uh, ta -ta -ta -ta. It was way up here. It was early on. Was it a mistake? I don't know. It says, 
I represent a Nigerian prince who has twenty million dollars. <laughs> if you send me fifty, <laughs> I haven't found it yet. Uh, for those who were around for the early days of the internet, you'll understand that one. Thank you, Commonwealth. Tweeted at you. Well, thank you, little buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have to get Kentucky on. Um, that'll be a good show. I'd like, you know who I'd love to get on the show? Kentucky Ballistics. Okay. For a rain shoot. Like, I, the one thing I really want to do is work out, like, doing a range day episode every week. Every week? Every. Maybe you know how expensive ammo is? I know expensive how, oh, yeah. how expensive ammo is. Yeah. I bought the shit. But I like to start packing ammo. Give me a press. I got some incendiary recipes. Look, if I can stuff Susie, I can stuff ammo. Whee! <laughs> Ooh, it's getting hot. Oh, number nine. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate all y'all. Y'all were fantastic tonight. Um, it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. We're going to upload it here immediately after this. And, uh, you know, my advice for you this week, as I always do every week, I give you a piece of advice. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Also, don't store classified documents behind your Corvette in the garage. That's all I got for you. Ladies, gentlemen, good night. And uh, no scrubs. <laughs>